This is News Talk. And turf and turf wars still on the front pages. Uh, so we'll go to the Irish Independent. First of all, Green Party leader Eamon Ryan has been warned by his coalition colleagues that his plan to ban the sale of turf could collapse the government. So it won't be about housing or health care, but it could be about turf. In an extraordinary series of private meetings yesterday, the Environment Minister came under sustained attack from Fine Gael TDs, some of whom apparently shouted him down as well as heckled him at a meeting. And then at a separate meeting, he was told by Fianna Fáil TDs that his plan could bring down the coalition. Difficult evening for Eamon Ryan, appearing before backbench Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael TDs. Uh, apparently, senior Fianna Fáil TD Barry Cowan said Eamon Ryan was left in no doubt that the majority of Fianna Fáil parliamentary party members disagreed with his proposals on turf. And Fine Gael TD Brendan Griffin told Eamon Ryan that his insistence on pushing ahead with the plans was threatening the stability of the government. And the the rumours are in the Irish Independent that some Fine Gael TDs and senators would not support the ban. Just amazing how all of this is playing out in public, that it hasn't been resolved um, behind the scenes and it is all playing out across the newspapers and across the media. The Irish Daily Mail has the same story on the front page. Eamon Ryan has been warned he's jeopardising the stability of the government as opposition to his proposed ban on turf sales intensified yesterday. Uh, Turf war tensions in the coalition is how it's described in the mail and those tensions set to continue after a bid by the Minister to appease backbenchers ended in failure. So uh, obviously he has been warned by various different TDs that he could bring down the government. So that'll make an interesting meeting of leaders between Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar and Eamon Ryan when they're due to meet next. Now, the Irish Times goes with the temporary accommodation needed for Ukrainian refugees and apparently it's going to be needed for up to three years and each local authority is going to be mandated to develop a significant housing centre in their area. The coalition is hoping a wide-ranging shake-up will bring more housing online. However, the scale of the crisis is such that officials told a private session of the Oireachtas Housing Committee yesterday that some form of temporary accommodation may be needed for between two and three years. The Irish Times also looks on the front page at the National Children's Hospital and all of these fires that are happening there and the board building the new National Children's Hospital is expressing grave concern about continuing arson attacks on the site, labelling the incidents as unacceptable. The National Paediatric Hospital Development Board said it was concerned about the increased frequency and nature of the attacks, which we first started hearing about last summer. And it seems like those fires still going on there, obviously being started deliberately, uh, called arson attacks and the board is worried about that. The Irish Examiner, again for a second day, goes with Anne Rabbit, the Minister for Disabilities, and whether or not she's able to meet staff of the HSE. And Health Minister Stephen Donnelly has directly intervened to order the HSE to hold one-to-one on-the-ground meetings with Minister Anne Rabbit amid concerns about how services for children are delivered. Minister Anne Rabbit has claimed that senior HSE officials blocked her from holding meetings with those managing services for children with disabilities. Um, and now Minister Donnelly has contacted Paul Reid of the HSE after the report that Anne Rabbit was being continuously prevented from holding meetings with uh, disabilities managers. Uh, it is a bizarre situation if a minister 
can't get a meeting with HSC officials what exactly is going on. Now Anne Rabbit was on the hard shoulder here on News Talk yesterday. Uh, she did say that she still has a very good relationship with the HSC and with the disability managers but it seems like she was told uh, that she would be going too into the weeds if she was to have all these meetings with disability managers but Anne Rabbit would say well that's her style and she's not going to apologise for her style as a minister. She wants to get the information so we'll see what happens with it but it's a concerning situation situation, I think, if a minister can't hold meetings with the HSE. The Irish Daily Mirror, woman dies after car ploughs into shop. Uh, A woman died yesterday when a runaway car mounted a footpath before ploughing through a shop window. The car apparently went out of control in Sligo Town Centre. We also had a situation last night where Gardaí had to issue a statement on this particular incident appealing to people, will you stop sharing videos on social media? Because obviously, very, very distressing for the deceased's family who may see these videos on social media. So yet again, this is a situation where people get out the phones when something tragic happens and start filming it. Um, so that, anyway, that's the main story on the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Main story on the Irish Sun is about Madeleine McCann. Police say Madeleine McCann's suspect has not provided them with an alibi the man Christian Bruckner told USTV he was elsewhere when Maddie was snatched in Portugal in 2007, but German prosecutors say that they're not aware of any alibi. You may have heard there in the news at six o'clock about prison sentences. Uh, a very interesting report from the Irish Penal Reform Trust. More about it in the Examiner this morning. The average prison sentence handed down to foreign-born people is up to a third higher than prison sentences for people born in Ireland. This is a big review over a 12-month period which found that Irish-born defendants convicted of drug offences, for example, received an average of 23.1 months, but foreign-born people convicted of the same offences were sentenced to an average of 32 months. Now, the Times of London has a big report this morning, uh, and I know the BBC are running this in their news as well. One of Britain's best-known radio DJs has been accused of sexual misconduct and predatory behaviour. This is the latest celebrity to be accused of this, and it's Tim Westwood, who's a former BBC broadcaster. When we say one of Britain's best known, he was one of the biggest Radio 1 DJs there. Tim Westwood alleged to have misused his position in the music industry to take advantage of seven women, all now in their 20s. And the accusations range from uh, the 90s right up to 2017. He denies strenuously and the BBC says it's concerned and it's against all forms of inappropriate behaviour. Yet another example of these allegations. Lovely story in the Irish Daily Mirror. If you win the lotto, how much of it would you give away to charity? Well, an Irish Euro Millions winner who's given away more than half of her fortune. She's in trouble with her husband because she's after giving another 13 million to total strangers. This is Frances Connolly, who's known as a fairy godmother, and she revealed she's already busted the charity budget she agreed for this year with her husband Paddy. The couple were living in Down when they won 136 million euro uh, in the Euro Millions back in 2019. You may remember them. Lovely, lovely couple uh, and everyone was thrilled for them. Frances reckons out of the 136 million that she won, she's given away 70 million. But actually, she doesn't even keep a tally. She doesn't know how much she has given away so far because she's worried if she wrote down what she's given away, the husband might see it. But well done to her. She's also given money to buy clothes and toiletries for Ukrainian refugees. Uh, It just shows 
how some people use their money for good rather than evil. Now, the start this morning tells us that Pennies is warning it's going to increase prices for its autumn winter collection. So if you're a fan of Pennies, get ready for that later this year. We'll have more on that on News Talk Breakfast this morning. The reason being given, of course, is the cost of living and the cost of doing business is going up right around the world. Interesting to see what happens with fast fashion if Pennies is one of those uh, putting up their prices for later on this year. And final story for you comes from the Irish Daily Star. We could have another Irish James Bond because the odds on Michael Fassbender being the next James Bond have been slashed by 80%. For some reason, there's been a string of bets in the bookies in recent weeks. And uh, Irish-born Fassbender, obviously, sorry, he's born in Germany, uh, but grew up in Ireland. And they're comparing his role in X-Men and how he could get on as James Bond. But the odds have been slashed 25 to 1. Um, down to 5-1 to one, and now he's overtaking the likes of Tom Hardy and the bookies rarely get this stuff wrong so it'll be interesting to see what happens On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk